Well, 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 welcome back to another episode of the TagCast. I am Fenrir765. I am one of the hosts of the AdultGamer.com community's podcast, the TagCast. And I am joined by the man who will be about six rows back up in a theater watching the Borderlands movie sometime at the end of this year. You fan, god damn it! <laughs> you beat me to it. You beat me god, to it. Dirty <laughs> bastard. Oh man, it's just it it hits perfectly when I can drop that bomb on you, Hop. But yes, Hop, how are you doing, man? Welcome to it, man. Welcome to the show. Welcome. I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> fucking done with you. Well, that's good because we have a new friend joining us today. We have our buddy Keeltrocity. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm glad you could join this is us. Cool. I'm I'm always excited when we get somebody to guest on the show. Yeah, and some fresh blood, some uh, a, a newer. Just don't member call of it tech. new blood. Oh! <laughs> that you'll understand if you listen to my podcast. Guys. Yeah, that's only if you listen to Kyle's podcast. Well, Ruminations of Red Rum. Check it out, people. It's on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. I mean, you don't Boom. have to plug yourself. Just let Hop do it for you. Put the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you uh, are a host of your own show, and you talk a lot about horror, right? I do, yeah. My uh, podcast is called Ruminations of Red Room, and we like to focus on all things horror. We talk about games. We talk about movies. We talk about comics. We talk about I books, anything. This cool episode about the mm-hmm. recent Resident Evil movie on said podcast we did uh we covered the new welcome to raccoon city film and hoptimus was so kind to join us for that episode because he's a bit waiting for our resident evil seven and eight episode or what however we're gonna do whatever we're gonna do i'm ready to pull that trigger whenever you are so (laughs) (laughs) well i mean this is kind of a really great episode because this week or last couple weeks have had a lot of really interesting news stories that kind of dive into that horror or thriller elements. So it'd be interesting to get your take on some of those things. I also just wanted to, you know, quickly chat, uh, you know, you guys talked about the resident evil uh, movie, but what about the Netflix show coming out? Are you any interest in that? Oh yeah. I saw the trailer actually, Kyle, weren't you the one that dropped that in our ruminations discord? And I was like, Oh snap. Could be good. Cautiously optimistic. Same. I get optimistic every time they show same. a live action trailer for us people. Same. Am I always disappointed? Most likely, but yeah, same. I, it looks it looks decent. Like it looks pretty good. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah, same. well, once, you know, Lance Reddick is in it and he's he's something fantastic most of the time, right? Yeah, he could do no wrong. He's yeah. great. I mean Ubo will kill me, but he's that one guy and uh destiny so there you have that going for him and then i think one of his best roles has been in the john wick series as the concierge so yeah yeah he's also one of the main bad guys in uh, quantum break which is a remedy game which we'll kind of go into what we're talking about later yeah so uh well let's just get into it I, i mean we're here to talk about video games we are adults we play video games and the sparing time that we have so uh I'm gonna let you just kind of go first, Keeltrocity. Tell us what's going on now. What have you been playing and wiggling your thumbs to? 
So I've been playing Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. It's a, uh, a battle royale multiplayer third-person shooter. Uh, it's on PlayStation 5 and PC currently with cross-play support. Um, not on Xbox consoles, um, but it's really cool. Uh, the Vampire Masquerade series goes back pretty far, and there's some tabletop stuff and a lot of other games. I've I personally... say, is, this, is this based on the tabletop games of yore? I believe so, but I'm not really uh, familiar with any of that stuff. <laughs> so this is actually my first introduction to the Masquerade kind of thing. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, um, it's got trios, duos, and you could drop in solo. Well, not really drop in, you start on the match. But it's really cool. It's, um, it's horror-themed, and all the classes are kind of built around the uh, lore of the you know class or character that you pick so for example there's like beautiful vampires that can turn into light and it'll blind enemies it's a essentially a flashbang and um it's really cool and the class system's awesome it's it's really well polished it's free to play um i hope it comes to xbox soon because the more the merrier and i think that game is going to blow up a lot of uh a lot of streamers uh like shroud and stuff are playing it and it's getting really good buzz, but I'm I'm quite enjoying it. And then I'm also getting down on a palate cleanser game. So every time I get into a rut, um, I like to jump into a collectathon. So I went back and started playing Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor. So man, I and... love that game, but I'm, but I got I got stuck where I had some kind of nemesis <laughs> that got too strong. I couldn't beat him, and I just gave up. Yeah, there's a point where, like, towards the end game, you'll have, like, seven to ten captains in one area, and they'll just constantly be, like, interrupting your fight, and you're like, good Mm -hmm. lord, man. But anything where I can kind of open up a map, and it has a bunch of checkboxes for me to collect something, like Assassin's Assassin's Creed games, uh, Far Cry games... Batman games, all that kind of stuff. I'm just, I'm super into those when I just kind of want to like tune out and just collect stuff. So I've been playing that. That's a good game. You know, that Nemesis system has never really been duplicated or, you know, presented with new ideas and in any other game other than that. And I think that is kind of something that some people some game developers could like lean into a little bit and have a variation of it, if you will, that would kind of be really f- cool and engaging to spice up a a game that may have some difficulty with, you know, repetitiveness or whatever that will just really change the flow and give you something different to attack or go for, or that fear of holy shit, when is this guy going to come back? So, yeah, no, I agree completely. I remember reading back in the day that, like, I think they trademarked the Nemesis system or something, so other developers couldn't yeah. use it. Uh, Makes we, sense. Ubo just mentioned the same thing in chat, so you guys must be onto something. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, yeah, why we haven't seen it. But I would love to see, like, other, like, uh, intellectual properties use that system, like a, like a Marvel game or something. That would be awesome. But, yeah, no, it's, it's just that one. Yeah. All right. Anything else you're playing? Uh, lastly, yeah, playing The Evil Dead, the game. Um, I purchased it on PS5. It's an asymmetrical multiplayer game uh, where one person plays the demon horde and then the other people play the four survivors, just 
you know, characters from the Evil Dead franchise. And that game is a lot of fun. Full cross-play with all three consoles. Well, the PC, the PlayStation, and PC. Or wait, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, excuse me. And uh, yeah, that game was a lot of fun. I highly suggest it if you're into games like Left 4 Dead, uh, Back 4 Blood, um, The Dead by Daylight. It's 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 really enjoyable. Yeah, I was talking with a friend Warlock and he really seems to be enjoying it as well. So it it's kind of got me tempted to to maybe take a little dive and purchase that. So uh hey, uh I didn't get a chance to ask you this early on, but you said PC, you said PS5. I know you're also on Xbox. So are you kind of a little bit of everywhere on the gaming front or Yeah, I play everything. I have um a Switch even too. I would say I'm primarily an Xbox gamer. That's where I prefer to play if I have the choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my Switch and my uh, PlayStation for the exclusives, but I just like the Xbox ecosystem. I like the user interface. I like the achievement system. It's just kind of where I kind of planted my flag, but I play everything. Awesome. All right, Hop, you, sir, have a list. Tell me. I do. Because I play games. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, quick ones. Tiny Tina Wonderlands. I'm now at max chaos level. I got a pretty wicked build thanks to multiple chaos runs. And Anthem donated me this amulet that uh, that was kind of a key piece. It made uh, made my character pretty awesome. Um, Gigawing, which is on the Capcom Arcade collection. I'm now in the top 100 worldwide for the high score mode. That was a pain in the fucking ass. And I'd like to break the top 50, but fuck that game is hard um been playing the new warzone operation monarch which is really fun it's like a very casual battle rail mode but there's a giant king kong and a giant godzilla on the map and they're huge actually really well done kong jumps all over that map he throws shit at you um you shoot these titans to earn rewards and then if you get enough rewards you get a titan strike and you can if you're if you've been shooting Kong, then you get the ability as Kong to throw a giant rock at either the other team or at, at Godzilla. And then if you shoot Godzilla, you get the ability to shoot the radiation wave. It's kind of fun. It's a, it's a super silly casual mode, but it's it's a good time. Uh, I finished Bioshock 2. Yeah. That, that was great. I like that. I actually, in some ways, I think the gameplay is better in that second game. I mm-hmm. think that... The story twist in the first game was probably better, but the second game fleshes out so many things um, and adds to that and has a neat like whole... It's more about these characters. I started uh, the Minerva's Den DLC because that's also on the Bioshock remaster. And although it's really cool and I'm liking it, it's basically just like Bioshock 2, so I'm not... I, I might It might sit a little bit while I just goof around with stuff like Warzone. Um, just cause I'm like, all right, I need a little Bioshock break. I love those games, but I was like, uh, I just like Kyle said, I need like a, just want to take a break from a deep, like, especially like, oh, more little sisters. Oh, all right. <laughs> like, oh, there's a big sister going to come. Okay. <laughs> so well, you missed the whole, uh, the Bioshock two multiplayer back in the day when it launched on PS. No, I heard that was cool, but yeah, no, I, yeah. like I said, I never, I did not play any of these games until like what a month or so ago when mm-hmm. I got the remaster and started playing Bioshock one. So yeah, was super late to the party. And you've been never. like, you've been just going through them pretty hard and I can understand kind of being, you know, topped out on your Bioshock for a little bit. 
I mean, I played them at release, and Minerva's Den came, you know, months after initial release. So right, and I could see how that, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I dig, I dig the stories going. I like the connections to uh, Alan Turing, the guy that created the Enigma device. So that was pretty neat. Um, the world building in that series is pretty phenomenal. It's yeah. it's definitely in a class. It's in a top tier gaming kind of world building. Well, it was uh, written by Ken Levine. You know, System Shock. Yeah, it's, you know. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, the companion book, the novel of Bioshock is actually really interesting too, and apparently it's canon. So, um, if you're yeah, into the gold and the lore, take, like, is that the book that talks about how they built, like how what's his name starts Rapture and stuff? Yeah, like right yeah. up to the point of Bioshock One. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I might have to grab that on my Kindle. Yeah, I still can't what wait about for you. To, man? I was gonna say I just can't wait for you to get an Infinite. I still swear Infinite has one of the best intros in all of gaming. Um, so when you get through that first like introductory part, I I want to talk with you. So oh, and I did finish Bioshock Two with the ultimate super good saved everybody ending. Yeah, all the little sisters. You're a monster in the first one. I didn't yeah. kill <laughs> any of the hench people that were working for what's her name, you know. And even even, you know, my daughter didn't kill her mom. So super good ending. All right. Well, I am an Elden Lord, finally. I uh I feel Is really there a good. special color. I feel like on tag we should have a special color for people that beat Elden Ring. That's like a kind of a big deal. It, it is a big deal. It is. I clocked in 127 hours Ooh. Lord. in Ooh. that game. And it was worth every bit of it. it it's I fantastic. saw Six Button Samurai playing it and I was going to text him being like, so buddy, how you liking that game? That's not typically his style of game either. Yeah. Um, It's it's fantastic. It, it has... I mean, it, it took me some trial and error to, and, and getting out of my box on a few things, but I will say it's probably my favorite of the Dark Souls series. One day I will get a PlayStation or find a way to play uh, Bloodborne. Uh, it is on my list of things to get to, but right now uh, it's just not there for me. Um, I've been toying around with a lot of Fortnite. In fact, uh, right before we recorded the show, I played a solo match and I uh, got myself a little victory royale. And, bum, bum, bum. you know, it's got its hooks in me. I, me and Warlock get some duos going every now and then, and we have some fun. I, we would love to play some squads if anybody wants to join up for that. I've been uh, messing around with some Halo again, uh, trying to get some last Spartan standing or just some typical arena matches. And then this weekend, as I, after I finished Elden Ring, I jumped into Trek to Yomi since it dropped on Game Pass, a little indie game. And Still on my list. It is is a very beautiful game, uh, very well done with its camera angles, uh, just very, you know, fits that classic Japanese samurai storytelling, uh, story of revenge or, you know, honor or whatever, uh, like the typical storytelling you get in that samurai, uh, I'm like drawing a blank here, but uh, it, it, it hits a lot of those classic tropes and, but it, it's really cool. The, the combat can get a little repetitive and there's some, I've had some issues with like certain things 
you know, a lot, the lunge attack was very easy to trigger when I was trying to actually do a different kind of, uh, a style of attack. Um, but it's a fantastic game, cool little story, and it takes about three to four hours to beat. So if you have some time, uh, to knock it out, go for it. Now, we here at the Tagcast, as you've noticed so far in this episode, have brought on a, a guest, Kiltrocity. And all he had to do was say, hey, I want to come on the show. And we said, let's do it. And here he is. So we invite you, listeners, if you're interested to come join us, talk about video games, talk about what you're playing, have a big uh, topic you want to really get into. Um, we can we can make that happen. And we would love to hear your thoughts about the things that are happening on in today's world of gaming. Um, let's get into some news. I'm going to start with a couple stories. They're kind of go back to back with each other because apparently out in Korea, uh, their rating board system has, you know, shown up two games and those two games are skull and bones from Ubisoft as well as Marvel's midnight Suns uh, from fire access games. And they, uh, you know, the, a lot of times those ratings don't really start popping until a game is pretty close to being released. So, a uh, couple uh, Twitter users, uh, you know, Video Game Chronicles uh, websites all have identified those ratings. Um, I know that many years ago when it was first announced, Skull and Bones from Ubisoft was something I was kind of intrigued by, but it's been, I don't even know how long four years since they've announced it and it's now just kind of disappeared from my excitement list but midnight suns i'm really looking forward to because it's going to be a marvel xcom style game with a card system uh still a lot of things to kind of come from it but i'm actually looking forward to trying that out if uh especially if it comes to game pass any of those games interest you guys uh i'd have to see more about it I mean, I, yeah. I love the Midnight Suns comics, but I'm not sure if that style of game is is my uh, jam. Not excited for Stolen Bones? Uh, is that the pirate one? Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see. It's been so long, <laughs> I don't really remember. <laughs> I mean, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag was probably my favorite Assassin's Creed, and it started the whole shit-based combat stuff in that like franchise when they announced this i was like they're just gonna make a ship combat game okay but right. um i don't know we'll see what happens i mean that right. was the best part about black flag so hopefully they use something with it but it's been so long now that i don't even know yeah I, it sounds like it's gone through some reboots and uh development and i don't know we'll see if it they just send something out there to die at this point to get something out of it. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully it's good because we need more good games or we can never have too many good games. All right. So I'm going to get into a thick of things here with uh, some spooky uh, or thriller based news stories. So love to get your opinion on this uh, Kiltrocity, but let's start with the first one, the Callisto protocol, uh, a game set in the PUBG universe, uh, but takes place way in the future. Uh, on the moon of Callisto, uh, outside of Jupiter, uh, you are apparently in a prison trying to escape and you have to figure out kind of what went wrong as well in that process. So yeah, it 
sounds like they're going to get some more details this next week. Uh, the director of the game, Glenn A. Schofield, tweeted out uh, an image of some kind of monster and said that sometime next week there's going to be more information coming regarding the game. So uh, any interest in this? Uh, this Mr. Schofield apparently was the creator of Dead Space originally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm... I'm- Anything from Glenn Schofield, especially a survival horror game, has my attention immediately. I mean, he did help create Dead Space. He, I mean, that game alone, the Ishimura, like, is on par with, like, the Resident Evil Mansion as being its own character. I think Dead Space is one of the greatest survival horror games ever made. And the fact that he's making this has a lot of excitement for me. But I'm just more fascinated on how they're going to connect this with the PUBG universe. PUBG, right. That's where I'm like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Yeah, I'm fascinated by that part of it. Yeah, it, and it takes so far place in the universe. I mean, I guess I don't know. I would have to ask our resident PUBG expert uh, hybrid if there's any, you know, estimation of the approximate time frame the PUBG world currently I mean, takes I'm, place in i'm running around PUBG with some near automata skins on so who 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 knows yeah that's very true <laughs> uh speaking of dead space the remake is officially got its release date in on january 27th 2023 and I love the first Dead Space game. Never finished the second one because of a very scary part that I could not come to grips to go into. Um, And then I never played the third game, but I heard it wasn't the best of the three. So I guess I didn't miss much there. You did not. But I love the first Dead Space. And you're right. The Ishimura was definitely its own character. The sounds, everything just... I spent more time being afraid of what could happen when nothing actually did happen than the things that actually tried to kill me. So um, I, I'm i looking forward to this remake and the the small clips and things that they've shown so far have been pretty fantastic. Um, Hop, you going to get in, back into Dead Space at all? You know, I've never played any of them, so... Aww. I know. I I don't remember. I want to say that game. So you got to remember there was an era where all I played was PVP. That's (laughs) fair. I was was so addicted between Gears of War and Modern Warfare 1 and Modern Warfare 2. I didn't play anything else but those games. Like nothing else really. I think the only other games I might have touched in that era was Sacred 2, which was a co-op loot game, and, like, the Borderlands games. Other than that, like, it had to be Gears or Call of Duty, like, um, or Halo. That, well, what I will I say is... Uh, so, I know- so I ignored a lot of single-player games, not on purpose. I was just like, oh, I'm not going to buy that. I'm playing Gears tonight. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, I know you're a big Resident Evil fan, and I know you even like the remakes, like, two, right? Oh, I love the two remake. I'm Play excited for those Dead updates Space. that we're going to get. They're going to update the Resident Evil 2 remake, the Resident Evil 3 re- remake, and um, Resident Evil 7 with um, HDR and ray tracing for mm-hmm. Series mm-hmm. X and PS5. So I'm, I'm actually sitting on my Resident Evil. I almost started that, but I'm sitting on the Resident Evil 3 remake that I bought, and I'm just waiting for that update. Because I'm like, I might as well just wait now for them to, to make it all pretty. Is yeah, five, Resident Evil the- 3... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, Resident Evil 5 is the co-op one, right? 
Yes. We don't talk cool. about five or six. I was going to say, if they, <laughs> if they update that, I would be willing to jump. Well, there's also the, the supposed Resident Evil 4 remake that's going to come out, too. That that I'll definitely get, because that yeah. one was good. Yeah, five and six, we just kind of pretend they don't exist. Fair enough. Well, Dead Space remake, I'm excited for. Uh, yeah, I may check that out, because, I, like I said, I've never all I've heard is great things, and I never played it, mm-hmm. so... And it'll be curious to see what changes they kind of they make, or you know how faithful they stay to the original. Um, but I, I, I mean, think... I waited 15 years to play Bioshock One, so what the fuck? It well, looks like a massive facelift. It doesn't look like what they did with Resident Evil Two, where they kind of like redid the game completely. Because a lot of the scenes that they've shown off are just one for one shots of the same kind of scenes from the original. So we'll see what happens. It looks like a massive facelift, but I'm hoping it's a little more than that. Maybe they're only showing you the familiar stuff and they're hiding the here's what we've changed, you know. At the very least, maybe kind of smooth out some of the controls. I mean my memory serves correctly, it wasn't bad, but like it as time has gone on, I'm sure that the there's some clunk to the controls now that you yeah, could probably age a little yeah so but i mean it was definitely one of the cool games because you could target limbs and shoot off limbs and then the creatures would have different attack patterns and ways of coming after you so that was one of the first like real times of like not just sitting there like i'm just gonna shoot center mass and and or the head and move on like no you had to be more creative with each creature you came across so that was one of the great things about it and also made it scary as hell. So, and, and hop being a big doom guy. Like, I feel like the vibe of dead space, the way that they kind of mirror each other in, in a way, um, in terms of this whole like hellscape scenario. Um, it's pretty, you'll, I think you'll kind of, enjoy that a lot as long as it doesn't have crazy jumping puzzles like doom eternal then we're good uh no i don't recall any of those no <laughs> so all right next up is did you see this news story about the silent hill leak uh some pretty well-known leaker uh he got information and some screenshots of silent hill posted them and then shortly thereafter he had a dmca takedown on his twitter account to remove the images because they were uh, real from konami (laughs) yeah so uh yeah it's pretty wild i mean it sounds like silent hill is coming and you know people have been clamoring for it for a long time either of you i know mcswitch has been yes going nuts waiting for this i'm a huge silent hill fan um i did not actually see this but i read uh your paperwork that you sent me and saw that this was in there and i was like this is new to me but i'm very excited um i they have been teasing it for a while now and they've dropped hints at like who it could be like i think they mentioned who's the team that made the medium blooper blair witch project blooper yeah they're they're teasing they're making one and another studio i can't recall their name but I'm excited. They just, I hope at least one of the Silent Hill games is a Japanese studio because the Japanese horror and the way they portray it is just different. And 
I kind of hope they go back to their roots a little bit with that, but we'll see what happens. I'll be happy if it's just good. Yeah, they, uh, there's a lot of speculation, obviously, right? You know, is, you know, Kojima doing it? Is, uh, what is that like studio that seems to be like catfishing everybody? Uh, Blue Point or, or no, yeah, not Blue, Blue Box. Uh, Blue Box, Blue Box, right? Yeah. yeah. The like their game abandoned is whatever it's called. People are like, well, is that's really going to be Silent Hill? Like they're going to, you know, pull the rug out from under us at the last minute and say this is a Silent Hill game. And, you know, then all the crazy speculation that Kojima is really in charge of that studio, just wild stuff, thing like things like that. But whatever it is for you, Silent Hill fans, I hope it is a real thing and it comes out very soon. But a game I definitely enjoyed playing a lot when it first when it came out, and even the Xbox Live Arcade game uh, follow up to it was a lot of fun to play. But that was Alan Wake. I have not played the remaster, but I really enjoyed the first game. I liked the aesthetics of it. It was more thriller than it was, I guess, like horror, if you will. But it is from remedy and it sounds like remedy and amc are working together to bring alan wake to the small screen and we get to maybe see a adaptation on tv with this series i really enjoyed alan wake i'm actually looking forward to the sequel that's supposedly in production and i can't wait to to get back into that universe i am yeah happy they are doing a tv show rather than a movie uh, because i think storytelling can be done better in tv format so what what are your guys' thoughts are you thinking this is a good move for remedy to stretch out this way is it are you interested in this this alan wake tv show at all i mean i think it was only a matter of time uh sam lake the head of Remedy and creator of Alan Wake, he's always incorporated live action material in a lot of their games. I mean, Quantum Break had the 30-minute mm-hmm. TV show episodes in between chapters of the game. Remedy has the like the live action cutscenes integrated into the, the gameplay. Um, I think it's always something he was at least curious of doing. And even the Alan Wake game, they're broken up into episodes in the format of like a TV series where every time you start a new chapter, it goes previously on Alan Wake. So it's it's already got the formula in the game already. I just hope they get good talent to make the show because it's it's built for it. Anybody come to mind to play? If you could cast Alan Wake, who would you pick? Um, no, I... The... So the actor who plays the live action Alan Wake would be really cool to get. Um, he was in the trailer for the new Alan Wake 2 game. And he portrayed like he does the model of Alan Wake in the games. And he would be cool. He was just in an interview with Sam, like talking about the game and how like important it is to him and how he's been there since the beginning. And it would be cool if maybe the show was like an offshoot of the game that ties in with the game. And that way they can keep the continuity of keeping that actor. That would be really neat. But uh, I'd have to see him. him. All right, cool. All right, next up, Ubisoft Plus is coming to PlayStation Plus at the extra and premium tiers. 
this is the first time that Ubisoft Plus will be available on a console. I it will include their classic. What do they call it? Ubisoft Plus Classic, and it will have 27 games at launch, including Assassin's Creed Valhalla, The Division, and For Honor. You know, we several episodes ago we talked about subscription services. Everybody has them. Even you know, we've created our Tagcast Plus, where you just you know subscribe for just a dollar, and you get pictures of Ubo's legs and a nice, friendly (laughs) postcard sent to you once a month. So, what for our PlayStation users? I'm happy for you. We have EA. Uh, was it EA Access on Game Pass over on Xbox? I do wonder if at least the option to purchase Ubisoft Plus on your own will come eventually to Xbox as well, or if maybe it's a time deal. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, next up, it ha- it was a rough week for Xbox. Uh, lots Wait, of you should do this. You should do this next story first, and then let's get into the Xbox stuff. Okay. All right. I'll. Jump into Fall Guys, coming to game Xbox as well as Switch and going free to play in June. I I'm actually interested in trying this out. I you know I think it would be a fun uh, game night that we can get uh, hopefully a handful of people together and and try to knock each other off a, a ledge. I think that would be fun. So, um, anybody uh, play Fall Guys yet? Yeah, I'm not. I played it over on PS5 when it launched. It's a it's a really fun game, and I'm excited that Xbox fans get to to finally play it because it's a a very fun party game and it's got a lot of replay value. So yeah, and it'll have full crossplay, full cross regression as soon as it launched. So I think that will be uh, I think it'll be interesting. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, switch gears here for a moment, and we'll uh, get into. St- the Xbox news and uh, details a little bit later, but hop, uh, tell me what's going on in our community for the next few weeks. Uh, community updates Tuesday nights for this month. Tonight is Halo MCC. Uh, Anthem's out of town, so anybody that's out there, if you're hosting Halo MCC, ping everybody in the game night or the Halo um, roles. Uh, May 24th, Wars Horizon 5. May 31st, back to Halo Infinite. Thursday nights, this Thursday, May 19th, Gears 3. I will be playing that, probably with Sith. Anybody else join us? <laughs> May 26th, uh, Among Us. Friday nights is Fight Club. There's a ton of good fighting games on sale right now. Actually, if you go to your Xbox dashboard, they're on sale. But the uh, second set of characters for King of Fighters 15 is dropping. And uh, we're always having fun with MK11 and Justice 2. Um, I got I convinced it to get Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, so we might throw some of that in there. And Super Street Fighter 4 Ultra has been popular again with our group. Uh, but if you're interested in fighting games, hit us up in the fighting game channel on Tag. Join the role at Fight Club. We'll ping you when the night starts. And uh, we like to play all kinds of fighting games. So if there's a game you like, uh, come hit us up. Maybe we all have it. We can play. Ben, what's going on in the book club? Well, they're reading books. We just haven't chosen a book yet. We're under the the new regime, and as they figure out their legs, yeah, eventually we'll get guy, back into you're things. You're retired. How's I am, it feel to be retired, buddy? 
you know, it's weird not seeing my name in red anymore, but yeah, I, I'm getting you did, used you to did it. You did like me. You did. You did two terms back to back. I yeah. did the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I I think the hardest thing is remembering I can't like just delete, you know, posts and things that are or create separate realms to banish Tony to. Oh yeah. Oh, it's still there. It's just I can't do it anymore. So, uh, <laughs> you know, they're over here in chat talking about how I abuse of power i mean i think i brought peace to the server for one solid day is what i did um you know it, <laughs> god that's ridiculous <laughs> um <laughs> all right so let's let's shift some gears and let's talk a little bit about the bad week of xbox um if it the three of us are on Twitter, and if you pay attention to Twitter at all, you notice that uh, there was there was a lot of things that have been happening, and I think partially it's because it's just been a really slow news cycle for many PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, not a lot of big releases happening right now, and you know people may be bored, so they're they're picking up on things. But one big major thing happened was a couple weekends ago microsoft had some technical difficulties they uh did not turn off you and should... turn back on their yeah, servers i was gonna say this is kind of like i think that's i'm gonna get more into that well we'll just go in this order yeah they they had a massive technical snafu and i'm gonna say Part of this had to do with them implementing a bunch of new cloud services, and anytime you're integrating new tech into your existing uh, network infrastructure, it can cause havoc. Are you saying the Fortnite cloud that was now allowing people on iOS to play Fortnite created a well, huge issue? It, but it could be part of it. I'm just saying <laughs> they're in, they're they're integrating that for a whole bunch of. Uh, releases right but mm -hmm. the worst part about this was and, and anytime they have server outages if you're game sharing with somebody it's worse so you know i game share with one of my good friends and his home xbox is my xbox at my house and my home xbox is his xbox and whenever there's network issues i really can't play half my games because if it's a game i bought but it's not my home Xbox. It won't let me play it. If it's a game he's he bought, it'll let me play it. It's weird. Yeah. But uh, it was annoying. I spent, you know, that weekend, I didn't get a lot of gaming in because everything I tried to play uh, kept giving me error messages. Um, I think I was doing what the people call touching grass, like legitimately. Mm. I was outside mowing my yard right and... i mean i just i i went on with my life i did other things <laughs> yeah, i was I annoyed but i wasn't like i didn't get on twitter and start calling xbox bad names i do agree with a lot of tech people like modern vintage gamer and there's quite other like twitter sort of gaming celebrity people that are in the industry or have been part of the industry uh, modern vintage gamer was one of the guys responsible for the recent quake port on uh the xbox um and he was saying they need to reevaluate how they do their DRM because, like, there should be some sort of a cache file that lets you still play the games you own that you mm -hmm. bought digitally because their network's down. But because their network was down, people couldn't, a lot of people, and I know some people that were out for like four or five days straight. 
I had ups and downs where I could get on one day in the middle of the day, then it went down again. Then the next day it was down. Then later that day it came back up. So uh, it was annoying, but hopefully they're they're going to do something about it. Yeah, and there seemed to be no rhyme or reason either. Like you talked about the home console, like so, several people who don't game share and they only have the one console said they couldn't even access yeah. many titles. And yeah, it, it was definitely, it brought a, a light to this whole digital rights management piece. And I mean, that's what DRM stands for, correct? I'm, I didn't just make that up on the spot, right? Right. So, you know, it, it's brought this whole thing like, is there a better solution? Like, is there's something out there. So, you know, the idea of it makes sense to me. I understand why it exists and I have nothing against it, but there's gotta be a solution that way. In case something like this happens, people aren't completely locked out of their system. They need, they need to, they need to create a new, uh, sort of, digital cache file or something so in yeah. case the network goes down you can still play or some sort of second verification status because yeah that was that was pretty annoying yeah and you know it was it was tough for a lot of people and then you know a little bit of good news that came out of this was there was a story about Microsoft patent patenting a ability to put a disc of like a 360 game or an xbox one game or even i guess a series x game uh into your pc or into a different console that would allow you to unlock the digital file for like your series s that doesn't have a disc drive and Mm. you know so there's they're starting to do these things that are kind of you know, I don't want to say counterproductive, but they're definitely, you know, we're trying to be consumer friendly. We're trying to give you more access to these things. We're trying to give you all these different approaches. But yet, if our servers go down, you're going to be out of luck right now. And luckily, you know, where's piece of wood? You know, it's very rare, it seems like, that Microsoft's servers go down in the way that they did this you know a couple weeks right. back so and being the weekend it was like the worst time ever for that to be the case right so yeah i do agree there's got to be a better solution microsoft i feel like they listen to that to people you know enough people will probably enough people have probably out been outspoken and it's not just been like you know the three of us, you know, why, why would Microsoft just listen to the tag cast? I, but you know, I'm sure enough of the high profile people out there have said enough that they're probably like, okay, maybe we can make some tweaks to this and that will work for everybody. So I hope that comes, um, whether it's like a 24 hour check-in or, a you know, once a month check-in or, you know, whatever it could be. Um, but there, there are solutions that I'm sure that already exist. It's just a matter of implementing those. And unfortunately, that will probably take time, right? It's not going to just be a flip of the switch. Now, and, the next- and hopefully when they do implement it, it doesn't cause another massive 
shit storm. Yeah. And I, I guess one of the things that goes back to a conversation we've had many moons ago, many episodes ago, where, you know, we just sat here on the show and we talked about how don't be an ass hat, right? Like, there's no reason to go out there and attack and blame and, you know, pitchfork at, throw pitchforks at people and, and carry torches around and, you know, be constructive, give criticism when it's due, but you don't need to be an asshat, make threats, belittle, doubt, degrade people just because something is not working the way that you would like it to work in that moment, right? So, yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride on Twitter lately. It makes me question why I'm even on it. But the next story with Microsoft was the delaying of two big Bethesda studio games uh, that were both slated to come this year. Redfall was supposed to come this summer and Starfield was supposed to release on 11-11-22. And both games, uh, Bethesda Game Studios came out and just said, hey, we're delaying them until the first half of 2023. So, you know, we get pretty much almost a full year delay on Redfall and anywhere around nine months of a delay on uh, Starfield. And Starfield and Redfall were supposed to be two big tentpole games for Microsoft this summer in terms of exclusives or this year. And right now the the cupboard is rather bare until their showcase on June in June, right? Yeah, well we won't know anything until that showcase yeah. June 12th. I so, mean, I was, I was I'd gonna... rather have a, a delayed game that is really good than a rushed game that causes like bad reviews and crashing and substandard performance on low old gen consoles. Like, yeah, that's the old Miyamoto quote. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, like, I think Phil Spencer acknowledged it perfectly when he said, like. I fully support giving teams time to release the games, but we hear the feedback because they do constantly delay their first party games. And I was expecting Redfall to be delayed already. That wasn't a surprise to me at all, but I I was not expecting uh Starfield. Yeah, uh, I mean I I was I I think I agree with you Kyle. I kind of figured that Redfall was going to get delayed. I thought Starfield was going to be their big game for the yeah. fall. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm not particularly excited for either one i'm not a huge fan of like the fallout games i've three is like the only one i really enjoyed and i never played skyrim so uh I, pro- probably a good thing you never played skyrim it's like crack that's yeah, so amazing i mean so good oblivion was one of my favorite games of all time so i got a little taste of those those experiences but i, I never jumped into the later games on either one of them and so i wasn't hugely excited for starfield um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a, from an optical standpoint, it, it's a blow to Xbox again. So, yeah, it, it's tough. It, it's a tough pill to swallow. And, you know, we got in the chat, like Tony's saying, don't announce release dates. If you can't release them, uh, Ubo saying Nintendo doesn't announce shit until it's ready to be released. And, you know, which is interesting because Bethesda, especially like their main studio was very much of that ilk where they didn't really want to announce a game until five six months out from release date i mean both fallout games skyrim 
they were all announced within six months of their release date, and then boom, they were out. I mean, granted, we know the the common theme with Bethesda games is often there's a ton of bugs in the beginning, uh, but they they're usually really good about that, and I do agree. Like, you know, it we're announcing releases. Uh, closer to the actual release date and kind of ensuring that this game is going to release rather than being delayed is a big deal. But I think that we're dealing with, obviously like I'm one of those people, like I don't like to use the, this crutch of like, you know, the pandemic is making things hard because yes, it has made things hard for a lot of people and a lot of jobs and responsibilities across the entire world but at some point we have to adapt and and figure out how we're going to make it work right but it may create a kind of a domino delay that will take time for everything to catch up with but you know i can't imagine making a video game you know and doing it to the degree and level that you want it to be at with in a setting that you weren't necessarily planning on being in to make that game. So um, I really am curious to see when does Microsoft finally hit their stride and, you know, when do they hit that target of Matt Booty saying many years, a couple years ago, like we want to release a major AAA IP game every quarter onto game pass that will help drive that service and all that. So, you know, is that going to be 2023? Is that, or is that going to be later? Like, I mean, they have, before the Activision Blizzard deal goes through, they have still like 20 some studios, right? Nothing Um, releasing this year. Yeah. At the uh, end. Anyway, so. Yeah. So it, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting to see what happens. I do, I can't imagine they don't have anything. I mean, maybe it'll be some major third-party day one release on Game Pass game. Um, But, you know, I mean... Well, I think that we're also getting... uh, So, the PlayStation Time exclusive thing for Deathloop is up this year, I think. So, I think Xbox is getting that this year, which I wasn't a particular fan of. But, um, I mean, it's got crazy good reviews. So, I mean, there's obviously an audience... I'm more excited for you guys, and I say you guys, uh, excited for the Xbox fans to get um, Ghostwire Tokyo. That is a heavily overlooked game, and I want more people to play it because that game is a absolute beggar. It's it, it's right. really good, and it's a Bethesda game. So yep, check that out. Uh, yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting, and maybe like. Maybe there's going to be a big surprise. You know, maybe Hellblade is actually a lot closer than we thought. And, or maybe, so. you know, whatever NXL is working on or <clears throat> Obsidian has something. Maybe Avowed is further along. I, I doubt it. But oh, like, that, that would be awesome. But yeah. I mean, it would break the internet if they were like, yeah, Avowed is going to come out in October and boom, here it is. And, it, and it's good, right? So, That's, honestly, if they want to gain some momentum that would be the kind of announcement they need yeah you know i just think they need the, something like that i think i'm this, not saying they're they're quote unquote losing but that would be the kind of yeah. announcement that would make people go I agree shit. yeah <laughs> i agree 
But, you know, and I said this on Twitter and I've seen other sentiments of it. It's like, to me, okay, it, it got delayed. Let it bake. Let it make it come out. Or, wow, let it bake a little longer. When it comes out, hopefully it'll be done and good to go. Until then, I have plenty of games to play. I mean, I have Dying Light 2 to go back to. I have all this other, you know, I have uh, Guardians of the Galaxy that I want to start playing. I mean, and I know there's going to be more releases on Game Pass that will eventually, again, take my time and have me plenty busy. Until then, I mean, I've found out the crack about Fortnite snow build mode. I'm pretty happy with that right now. I am, you know, really excited for, uh, you know, to play the new season of Knockout City and jumping back into several other games that. Uh, that's what we talked about a few episodes ago, the backlog, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm bummed that they're being delayed because I was looking forward to them and because everybody else is looking forward to them. But at the same time, I'm like, well, shit, I got tons of stuff to play. So um, yeah. I still need to finish uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and mm. Assassin's Creed Valhalla and uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes, I'm slowly plotting my way through that game. Um, I've got Bioshock 2 DLC to finish, Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, I, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're and still going to get your Modern Warfare 2 at the end of the year, huh? Yeah, well, yeah I am, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so it is... There, it is the best time to be a gamer, right? Oh, there's yeah. so much. Plus, I have my retro mini consoles that I'm constantly playing games on. Yeah, there's so much, much. to play. Too much, yeah. So, yeah, I do agree. It is. It was a little sad. Sad. I mean, it's not like my dog died or anything, but like it was a little like, all right, that was a bummer. But it wasn't like something I have to sit here and hang my you know head down and and just mope for a really long time. Move on, go do something else, go have some fun. But I think out of all the things that have happened, I think the DRM was a bigger issue. That is something that will need to be addressed and focus on going forward. And I hope that Microsoft listens. I hope that that happens. I mean, they're not the only company that utilizes some kind of DRM and you know, maybe it's just brought to a forefront because of the outage that they had, but I hope that these things get, you know, figured out as we move forward because I mean, if anybody's going to figure it out, it's going to be Microsoft because we all know Sony won't do it. They can't even get PlayStation three games to play natively on their console on their PS4 <laughs> and PS5. So um, I, I'm sure Microsoft will get it down. Yeah. That, that whole, you know, PlayStation Three streaming thing was definitely a, like a kick in the nuts Third. for a lot of people. So, uh, yeah, it was it was over here trying to start some shit with his, you know, Game Pass reducing quality of AAA games, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, PS Three stupid weird architecture. I I'll trust your judgment on that, and then. I just remember re or watching a documentary that talked about the PS3 being just a really difficult console. So well, yeah. that I mean, that was part of the reason why the 360 won that console war was yeah. the three the PS3 was notoriously difficult to develop on, uh, and the 360 was super easy to develop for. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, although the PS3 uh, spec wise was a was a, the, under the right developer's hands was a monster. Yeah, it was you a powerhouse. Cool stuff. Yeah, Freaking which is look- neat. Super complicated. And yeah, the like PS3 was one of my favorite consoles, but it was it was an ugly George Foreman grill for sure. Yeah, it was wild. Well. <laughs> I want to give you a, uh, Mr. K. That Johnson. would be awesome if somebody would make a George Foreman grill that looks like a PS3. That would oh, be Oh, it's hilarious. been done. It's, it's been out done. there. Dude, yeah, I want one. I want one. I just like to have bake, the smell of bacon when I wake up. Exactly. That's what I'm getting to the office. Um, yeah. So, Mr. Kiltrosity, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been fun chatting about things with you. Uh, you are always welcome to come back on the show, so let me know when you're interested. But uh, give your show one more plug and uh, tell people where they can catch you and follow you and uh, chat with you about all things horror. Yeah, we um, our podcast is called Ruminations of Red Room. It's on the Ruminations Radio Network. We have a Twitter, also at, um, of Red Room. That's OF Red Room. And we have a Discord uh, similar to the tag cast. So if you like horror movies, horror games, anything horror related, and you want to come talk about it, uh, join our Discord. Uh, the Discord link is in our Twitter bio, and then you could also search for it through Discord. So check us out there. And uh, currently, we're releasing episodes every week, but we might switch that up. Um, TBD, I don't know yet. But other than that, uh, yeah, I'm glad you had me on. It was a blast, and hopefully, I can come back for another episode. That'd be cool. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. Hop, what's going on with you? What, Where can people find you? What are you working well, on? Uh, they can find me on the Tag Discord. They can also find me at Ruminations Radio Network. I host a podcast called Retro Futurist Culture where we talk about all kinds of things. Think like cyberpunk, anime, alternate timelines. I just recorded an episode with a very near and dear friend who's a high-profile game developer in California. And we're going to be talking about, oh, just a major science fiction series that's spawned three trilogies and a bunch of really, really good live action shows lately and a show that's going to drop May 27th. Uh, So look out for that episode coming soon. Um, Yeah, (laughs) Ubo got it right there. Yes, yes, Ubo, we're talking about Star Wars in the next episode of RFC, but more about cultural influences, um, all kinds of fun stuff. But it's going to be a good episode. So stay tuned, everybody. And uh, Fen, I just love being the co-host on the adultgamer.com podcast, or as I like to call it, the tag cast. Yeah, we we like to have some fun here for sure. And I am Fenrir765. You can find me on Twitter at the Fenrir765, usually liking and uh just jumping into some conversations on people who like to celebrate gaming. And uh, I try to do my best to do the same as well. You can come to our discord server through our website at the We'd love to hear your thoughts, chat. And uh, I look forward to uh, enjoying myself some Taco Bell Mexican pizza here on Friday. Cause it is back and I am excited, but until then I'll catch you on the flippity flip.